Welcome to today's edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In addition to feature reports, I'll bring you a look at regional and national agricultural news. And the show starts right after this. Hey, it's Jesse Waters from Fox News Channel. Hope to see you at my Ag Night on November 2nd. It's going to be a night you will not want to miss. We're waking up to a new dawn in agriculture, a better way where farmers stop working the soil and start working with it. At Huma, our carbon-rich, humate-based products improve soil health and fertility, deliver nutrients more efficiently, and reduce crop input costs. Welcome to Humix Solutions with a Human Touch. Visit Huma.us to learn more. In the wake of last winter's natural disasters, the Internal Revenue Service has further postponed tax deadlines for most California taxpayers. The announcement comes after Congressman Jim Costa called for the agency to extend the tax filing and payment period. As a result, most individuals and businesses in California will now have until November 16th to file their 2022 returns and pay any tax due. 55 of California's 58 counties, including Fresno and Tulare counties, qualify. IRS relief is based on three different FEMA disaster declarations covering severe winter storms, flooding, landslides, and mudslides. The IRS automatically provides filing and penalty relief to any taxpayer with an IRS address of record located in the disaster area. Therefore, taxpayers do not need to contact the agency to get this relief. Eligible returns of payments for the November 16th deadline include 2022 individual income tax returns and payments that are normally due on April 18th. For eligible taxpayers, 2022 contributions to IRA and health savings accounts. Quarterly estimated tax payments are normally due on April 18th, June 15th, and September 15th. For calendar year 2022 partnership and S-corporation returns that are normally due on March 15th. Calendar year 2022 corporate and fiduciary income tax returns and payments that are normally due on April 18th. Quarterly payroll and excise tax returns are normally due on May 1st, July 31st, and October 31st. And calendar year 2022 returns filed by tax-exempt organizations that are normally due on May 15th. In 2022, Tulare County was the number one ag-producing county in the United States. While Fresno County reported a record $8 billion haul for 2022, it did not beat Tulare County's $8.6 billion report. Both counties benefited from improved market prices and continue to corner the market in the top spots in the nation for ag production. Add in Kern County, California at number three, and the Central Valley counties are a combined agriculture and economic powerhouse valued at $24.4 billion. Putting this in perspective, three California counties account for 44% of California's total ag production value of $55.8 billion. Tulare County has a growing population of 479,100 and includes an area of just over 4,800 square miles. The Fertile Valley floor in the western half of the county has allowed Tulare County to become the top producer of agricultural commodities in the United States, while the eastern half is comprised of mostly public lands. Strawberry supplies from Santa Maria Oxnard are just getting into peak harvest. These are planted in late May and the volume is not that heavy for the crop, but it is peaking. It'll continue through the first of the year, barring any rains that come in. The rainy season usually starts in November, according to Steve Johnson of GW Palmer and Company Incorporated. Meanwhile, the other key strawberry growing region in California, Salinas Watsonville, is rapidly coming to a close. At the same time, production out of Mexico is just beginning and it looks to be starting earlier every year. There are some crossing 
things in the last couple of weeks into Laredo, and that's a little different. He says they're starting up in a light way, but it really won't kick in until about a month from now. And as for demand, it's steady. He says they're a top item and people never get tired of strawberries. At the same time, blueberry imports are tighter and higher priced, which means the other berries in a category subsequently see increased demand. Meanwhile, pricing is picking up. The last couple of weeks have been a dull market. Plants in the Salinas-Watsonville area are about a year old right now, and they'll be tearing them out and replanting them, so the crop is fading fast, according to Johnson. He says it'll be lighter supplies and they'll get more money. The price is about 12 to $14, and this time last week it was 6 to $8. Looking ahead, Johnson is already predicting that the 2024 spring crop in California will be a good one because of this year's sizable rains. He says that year after a big rain, you get really good yield if the weather stays normal. Pretty Lady Vineyards is excited to be a part of the organic produce industry and offer its new organic grape varieties as well as a new red grape variety at the upcoming Global Produce and Floral Show. They're excited to be back to showcase their exciting new product offerings, which now include organic grape varieties available in their stand-up grab-and-go bags as well as boxes, that according to Nick Dolchich, who is president of the company. He says they have several organic varieties that they will be offering, which include Autumn King, Great Green, Scarlet Royal, Allison Sweet Globe, Flame, Ivory, Autumn Royal, and Chrissy. The company will also have a new red grape variety called Ruby Rush, which will be available July through August. Prima, a private equity-backed California farmer that is the largest producer of peaches and other stone fruit in North America, has filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in Delaware. The company owned by private equity firm Payne Schwartz Partners has about $679 million in debt. It plans to sell its business in bankruptcy, according to court documents filed recently. Prima farms peaches, nectarines, plums, and apricots on its 18,000 acres of farmland in the San Joaquin Valley. Prima has struggled under its high debt load and has also also faced significant setbacks since 2020, including a salmonella outbreak that has led to a recall of peaches in the United States and the 2020 Creek Fire in the Sierra National Forest, which damaged orchards and reduced crop yields and quality. The global grape market is currently experiencing significant shifts due to a series of unexpected weather events in key producing regions that, according to Vanguard International USA Incorporated, California, a major grape producing region, is potentially facing a staggering 50% loss in total crop yield. This significant reduction is attributed to a combination of factors, including unseasonably hot weather, wildfires, and conditions experienced from Tropical Storm Hillary. The impact of these adverse weather events has been devastating, exasperating the challenges already faced by the region. The results are a 40 to 50 percent loss in California's grape production. Despite low commodity prices in two of Fresno County's primary crops, the region's gross agricultural output increased slightly in 2022. Fresno leads the state and the nation regarding almond production, but poor producer prices for almonds dropped the commodity to number two on the county's list of top crops by value. Almond prices remain low, yet with nearly 25% of the state's almond crop grown in Fresno County, gross receipts for the crop topped $1.14 billion from 636 million pounds in nets produced. The average grower price for almonds last year fell nearly 16% to $1.57 per pound far below the average retail price for almonds in the grocery store. Conversely, stone fruit prices were much improved in 2022 over the previous year. Apricot prices were up almost 89%, with nectarines up 41%. Plum prices rose over 32% from the previous year, and peach prices varied between 15.5% higher for processed fruit to almost 39% higher for freestone peaches. 
Join us for an unforgettable evening with Jesse Waters, co-host of Fox News at the International Agri-Center in Tulare, California. Tickets are extremely limited for this one-night-only experience, and they will sell out. Hey, it's Jesse Waters from Fox News Channel. Hope to see you at my Ag Night on November 2nd. It's going to be a night you will not want to miss. Don't miss your only chance to see Jesse Waters here in the heart of California on November 2nd. Reserve your spot now at myaglife.com forward slash myagnite. Fresno County has a new number one ag commodity. Grapes have now surpassed almonds for the first time there since 2012, bringing in an estimated value of $1.24 billion, according to the 2022 crop report released earlier this month by Fresno County Ag Commissioner Melissa Cregan. Fresno County also saw a record value crop year of $8.1 billion and moved into the number two spot in agricultural production in the state of California. Fresno County Farm Bureau CEO Ryan Jacobson said he considers the annual report to be a time of celebration to reflect on agriculture and how production went the year before. Fresno County crop production in 2022 was $8.096 billion. It was our largest crop report ever. It was up 0.12% from the previous year, which was the former record. And so even through some very challenging times, both on the market side as well as the water side, um, it's easy to forget that 2022 was actually a dry year, unlike this year that we just went through. Uh, we were still able to have this uh, this fairly decent number. He says it's worth noting that the $8 billion plus number is for gross revenue and doesn't necessarily reflect the health of the ag industry amid some of its current challenges, but said that number was still an increase, putting Fresno County in the number two spot behind Tulare County, which had an exceptional year in 2022 thanks to milk prices. There were some surprises among the rankings in the report, Jacobson explained. The new number one crop in Fresno County is grapes. And I say the new number one crop uh, kind of tongue in cheek in the sense that it was the number one crop for many, many years prior to 2013 when almonds took over the number one spot and held that now for approximately a decade. But grapes are back in number one, followed by almonds, followed by pistachios, milk, poultry, cattle and calves, tomatoes, peaches, garlic and mandarins in the top 10. Grapes in Fresno County are grown for a variety of uses, including raisins and wine, and have been historically in the top several spots over the years. Crop reports are exclusive to California, which is the only state that requires the Act Commissioners of each county to publish the annual reports, Jacobson said. So this is extraordinarily unique data that we're so fortunate to have because you don't have it anywhere else. And we're able to really get some idea about the trends and happenings of what's going on in the ag industry. He noted that the annual focus on the top 10 crops is significant since it represents anywhere from two-thirds to three-quarters of the overall crop value. He said almonds falling to the number two spot wasn't entirely surprising since the industry has struggled with pricing and COVID-era export losses, but said he believes it will rise again in time. We know there's going to be a continual shifts and changing patterns. It's going to be interesting to see where the almond ends up in the next three to five years. I mean, there are challenges, significantly challenges on the pricing side right now that is, you know, questioning, you know, how much, you know, new acreage we're going to see go in. The unique thing about an almond in comparison to a pistachio is that that tree life is approximately 20 to 25 years on average, 22 years. And so there is that continual cycle where you're pulling those trees out. And so do those trees go back in like they have the last decade or so? I think that's a big question mark right now. So um, I, I think 
I think the almond's going to, you know, I know it's going to continue to be strong here in Fresno County. It's just a matter of, you know, do we see a continual slight increase in acreage? Do we see declining acreage? And then what's the market price is going to play a big role in the, what that overall number is there. Uh, grapes continue to be a huge, um, you know, uh, driving force here in Fresno County. Uh, let me give you a few numbers. I mean, you think, look at things such as raisins. I mean, give or take about 99 to 100 percent of the nation's raisins come within the 75 mile radius of the city of Fresno. And so, uh, you know, you, that's going to continue to play a big role. It's about a quarter of the world's supply of raisins. Um, so it's very, you know, that's not going to go away. We've seen declining acreage over the last couple of years, but it's still going to be an important crop. But then when you look at the wine grape side, I, I just did some recent numbers there and almost a fifth of the wine grape industry of California is here in Fresno County. And so that's when you look at the grape overall number there, a lot of that, in addition to the raisins, is coming from the wine grape side and can continue to play an important role there. And so it's going to be up to the whims of what's going on in the worldwide market as far as wine, but it's still going to be one of those top crops for, you know, the three to five year window that we're looking at there. Um, as far as the other crops, pistachios, as we said, are going to continue to grow. Milk is, is, is one of those crops that is not as strong as our neighboring counties, um, particularly County, of course, number one dairy County in the country. Fresno County has an industry that's about a quarter of what it's down in Tulare there, but overall it still plays a remarkable role here. And we're going to continue to hopefully see that, you know, as part of our portfolio, but, uh, the one, uh, rounding out kind of like the poultry, cattle and calves. Those are important ones there. Animal agriculture, still a big part of California and Fresno County agriculture. And so I would suspect just depending on the whims up and down um, that you'll still see those in the top 10. But the ones that I'm going to be looking at is the tomatoes, the garlic, those field crops that play a very important role in our west side. Those are really at the whims of what the water reliability is on the western side. And so as long as we can have a baseline allocation of water, you're going to see those crops continue to play maybe even more so of an important role in that crop report in the future. He added that it's important to look back to the 2022 crop year and remember that California was coming out of its third year of drought, with farmers on the west side of Fresno County under a 0% water allocation, and all farmers have been under the pressure of the inflationary costs of inputs on the farm. Huge, dramatic increases that we saw these costs go up, skyrocketed on crop input costs, on the uh, on the uh, inputs for, you know, whether it was containers, shipments, transportation, all these things went up dramatically in 2022. So even though this number rose slightly, it did not account for the inflationary side. And so those are two what takeaways as far as what farmers dealt with in that crop year. The Fresno County Crop Report can be found on the Fresno County Ag Commissioner's website at fresnocountyca.gov. For My Ag Life, this is Kristen Platts. Smart growers know sustainability means managing pests at the same time they manage other priorities in their fields, which is why smart growers know Certus Biologicals. For more than 20 years, Certus Biologicals has been the world's leader when it comes to biological pesticides, delivering proven solutions that keep operations sustainable and growing. Learn more at CertusBio.com. U.S. Valencia orange production will be 23% higher in 2023 to 2024 at 20.85 million boxes, up from 16.91 million boxes in a previous season, according to a crop forecast issued by USDA recently. The gains are expected to be led by a 35% increase in Florida Valencia orange production, which is projected to be at 13 million boxes next year, from 9.65 million boxes in 2022 to 2023. Florida production of non-Valencia oranges is expected to be up by 22 
2% as 7.5 million boxes from last season's 6.7 million boxes. This will result in a nationwide increase to 44.95 million boxes for non-Valencias, up from 43.2 million boxes for the 2022-2023 to season. California non-Valencia production will be more or less flat at 37 million boxes as opposed to 36.5 million boxes in a previous season. As for naval oranges, California production is expected to be up by 1% this season at 74 million. That according to a September forecast from the California Department of Food and Agriculture. The CDFA report said that the fruit set was much higher in Fresno County at 360 per tree, up from 245 when the report was issued. Fruit set for Tulare and Kern County was down over the previous year. The CDFA report also predicted a California carrot carrot production of 7 million cartons. USDA last week extended the application deadline for the milk loss program to Monday, October 30th. The extension allows more time for eligible dairy farmers to apply for much-needed weather-related disaster recovery assistance for the years 2020, 2021, and 2022. Eligible causes of loss also include consequences of these weather events, such as power outages, impassable roads, and infrastructure losses. There is new crop insurance coverage available for plants grown in controlled environments. USA Ag News reporter Gary Crawford has the story. If you grow nursery crops and fruits and vegetables and such, you may start them off in controlled indoor environments such as hoop houses and such. Where the environment is controlled with both temperature and moisture so that those plants can get a a healthy start. That's Marsha Bunger. She runs the USDA's Risk Management Agency, and she says you'd think the growers of those crops would not have that much risk to have to manage. But sometimes disease factors can impact those growers, even in a controlled environment. So growers have asked for special crop insurance to cover that risk. So beginning in 2024, Producers can insure plants grown in controlled environments against disease. This kind of policy also should help urban producers whose farms may be totally indoors. To learn more about this policy and others, go online, search USDA RMA, USDA RMA. Gary Crawford reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. The Environmental Protection Agency has announced $3.7 million in grant funding to two institutions to establish research centers. The facilities will address children's cumulative health impacts from agricultural and non-chemical exposures. The agency says there's an urgent need to investigate the cumulative health impacts of chemical and non-chemical exposures for children in these communities. EPA spokesperson Chris Frey says EPA is funding these research centers to identify effective science-based options aimed at reducing early childhood health disparities in agricultural communities. Florida State University will use the funding to evaluate chemical and psychosocial stressors and promote children's cumulative health in rural and agricultural communities. The University of Oklahoma Health Sciences Center will use the grants to mitigate the chemical and non-chemical stressors that affect school absenteeism caused by gastrointestinal and respiratory diseases in Texas and Oklahoma. The National Organic Standards Board generally meets twice a year in a public forum to discuss and vote on recommendations to the USDA. These recommendations help the USDA develop and refine the organic standards. The board will hear public comments by webinar, and the in-person board meeting will be held in Rhode Island October 24th through the 26th. The meeting will include a live webcast for those who are not able to attend in person. 
The National Farmers Union invests back into producers nationwide to provide education on the business side of farming and ranching and to improve the overall baseline of their operation. National Farmers Union Education Coordinator Lisa Buckner. The Beginning Farmer Institute, or BFI, is a more or less a year-long program that's focused on the improvement of um, farm and ranch business health. So we're not teaching folks how to farm or ranch. We're teaching them taxes and business formation and labor laws. So the cohort, which ranges between 9 to 12 people each year um, from around the country, is a very diverse cohort, and they meet over Zoom with business consultants on various topics. And then in our last session, we meet in person at a location that rotates around the country for some in-person learning and some farm tours, which is always a great way to round out the program. The program encompasses seven critical topics, starting with business formation and structure. Participants will gain clarity on taxation, discover essential deductions, and learn how to engage effectively with their accountant. The program also helps with fundamental accounting principles, guidance on balance sheets, and cash flow management. Attendees will gain a deeper understanding of labor dynamics, the classification of employees versus contractors, and the importance of succession planning. It caters to both generational farmers preparing to inherit the family farm and new entering the farming or ranching industry. For more information, go to nfu.org. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see... West Coast Nut Magazine on every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. It's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.